Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Business of Film. My name is Jesse Eichmann and this is episode number 85. Today, it's all about movie coin, blockchain, new methods of financing. We have with us on the program Christopher Woodrow, who is the CEO of MovieCoin, uh, a new method of financing which is not yet out, but is coming out this year, 2019. So I invited him on the show to talk about the platform, what that means for financing within and without the studio system, got us into some really interesting questions and answers. Uh, this is a guy who's financed a lot of mid-range exceptional studio released films. So I definitely value what he had to say and I hope that you get uh, some good stuff out of this uh, podcast and I'm certainly interested in this technological format for financing film. I think we're still very much in the nascent stages of that. So this is the first of, I hope, many conversations about this new financing method and hopefully get something out of it. So without further ado... Christopher Woodrow. Well, thank you very much for joining us uh, on the business of film. Um, Chris, I'd, I'd love if you could just take just, you know, just, just a quick moment and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, well, after I got out of college, I went to work on Wall Street um, around the year uh, 2000 and worked on Wall Street for about six years. Um, and... Uh, after a number of years on Wall Street, I decided that I wanted to pursue something, pursue something a little bit more entrepreneurial. And at the time, a lot of my friends were going off and doing hedge funds and private equity funds. And I had financed a couple of independent films, and I felt that there was a very interesting niche in doing that. You know, I could do it, do it well, and stand out. So I decided to pursue film finance. And, um, you know, initially started financing independent movies, which was, you know, pretty, uh, pretty tough business. But... Um, you know, stayed with it and, you know, continued to meet, uh, you know, more and more people and eventually started doing bigger movies and, um, you know, started a company which, you know, eventually became probably one of the more active finance and production companies in the United States, certainly the biggest in New York for a period of time. And we financed a number of big movies, including Birdman, which went on to win uh, four Academy Awards, including a Best Picture. And um, thereafter, started a new company, got involved in financing more studio-oriented stuff, financed uh, Black Mass, Hacksaw Ridge, and some other big pictures. And then about two years ago, I was introduced to um, blockchain technology. Someone that I had worked on Wall Street with a number of years earlier had, um, you know, kind of told me about what was going on with blockchain and you know the general digital asset space and encouraged me to look into it. And I did and you know, immediately realized its application for entertainment finance. So I got very excited about it. And um, that's kind of where um, the idea of MovieCoin came from. Cool. Before we talk about MovieCoin, uh, I want to just hear a little bit about your perspective because you kind of glossed over this. You know, words like, it's very easy to say, I financed or was involved in the financing of, but what, what was it that you saw when you first sort of moved from Wall Street? What was that niche that you saw? What was the mechanism financially that you went out to actually go out and raise financing for some of these these films that you know you were just getting started with at the time? And, and what year was it too, just out of curiosity, that, this, that you left Wall Street? Um, I started, uh, the first movie I financed was in 2005 and kind of officially left um, you know, Wall Street around that time, maybe, with, maybe a year later. Um, and um, at the time, you know, the independent film business was still very, very vibrant. You know, you were still getting, you know, some big sales at Sundance and, 
you know, it seemed like an exciting business where, you know, you could make a movie and if it, you know, turned out well, you know, you make a multiple on your investment. And, you know, it was a, you know, an asset class that was, you know, didn't have correlation to, you know, equity markets and, you know, was considered a true alternative investment. And, you know, it's something that probably every investor could have, you know, allocate a portion of their portfolio to, maybe not a big portion, but, you know, allocate something to. So, you know, felt it was something that was, you know, strategic and, you know, could be pursued, you know, on a bigger scale. So, um, you know, we went out and, you know, started financing a couple of movies and that led to, you know, getting involved in, you know, bigger pictures. And, you know, we got to a point where we were financing, you know, about six movies a year or so. And, um, now, were, you know, were these movies that you just, just, just sorry if I interrupted, but were these movies mm-hmm. that you kind of 100% financed on your own or were you partnered with the studios on? What was the generic model or the model that you were trying to capitalize on at the time? It was a little bit of both. Um, you know, certainly for the smaller independent films, you know, we would finance them ourselves, um, sometimes with a partner. Uh, you know, the bigger films we would co finance with studios. Um, so we did a little bit of everything, trying to be opportunistic in the market. Um, you know, there was times where, you know, we provided, you know, the full stack of financing, equity and debt. There was also times where, you know, we were just an equity financier. There was times where, you know, we just participated in the financing of a picture via a mezzanine loan. So we tried to be opportunistic and, you know, try to pick the best spot uh, that we felt in the capital structure. And did you have uh, any, like on the creative side, what were the the kinds of projects? Because, I mean, all the projects that you're doing, they, they all seem... I mean, they're all fantastic projects. I mean, you don't look at that list of projects that you were involved with and go, oh, you I mean, you could pick any one of these projects. You know, Snowden was fantastic. You know, like, you know, Triple Nine was great. You know, Black Mass, amazing. You know, I mean, like, just, like, a, you you have, there was a certain taste, I guess I should say, in the kind of movies that you were going after. And so did you have, inside of the kind of movies that you wanted to produce, was there any kind of through line that you or that your company had at the time about the kinds of movies that you wanted to make? I mean, I think the kinds of movies that we were making were, you know, fairly mid-budget pictures that, you know, the studios, you know, kind of did not want to make for one reason or another. I mean, studios are, you know, fairly risk averse and are focused on making a certain type of, you know, tentpole or franchise picture. And what we were focused on doing was, you know, making movies that we felt were, you know, highly commercial, kind of in the middle part of the market that, you know, there wasn't readily available financing for. And if it was structured correctly, you know, we felt it could be a, a good return on our investment. And uh, the million-dollar question, was it? <laughs> Curiosity? You know, some some turned out to be very good and, you know, others, um, you know, not so much. I mean, I think, you know, if you look at the, the course of my career, you know, the better results have been, you know um, – you know, as you, as you get more experience. I mean, if you, if you're going to back someone that goes to Hollywood, you know, and, you know, it's just going to start making movies, you know, that's a foolish, foolish bet. But, you know, if you can survive in Hollywood for more than a decade and, you know, you're still making movies, obviously, you know, you know what you're doing and it's just like anything else. Like, you know, you, you, you don't come to Hollywood and, and, you know, know how to, you know, profitably finance movies on day one. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a skill that you learn and, you know, the more connections that you get, the better opportunities you have access to. And, you know, it's a constantly evolving business. And w- just out of curiosity, which, which movie was for you uh, the, the movie that you didn't think was going to do as well as it may otherwise have done and, and vice versa. So I'm kind of just curious, what were the two outliers for you in, 
in the slate of movies that, that you were involved with, the movie that you didn't think that was going to do as well as it did, and the movie that you thought that was going to do well but didn't do as well as you thought it should have? I think Birdman, obviously, is uh, you know one that's very easy to identify that you know really outperformed our expectations. Um, you know, when we got involved in it, I think that um, we agreed to co-finance the picture um, with New Regency and Fox, and I think Alejandro Gonzalez in there too was attached to direct, and maybe Michael Keaton was attached to star. Uh, maybe had one other attachment as well, but you know the cast certainly it didn't have the ensemble. Um, you know, that it ended up having. And, um, you know, we were hoping maybe in a best case scenario, it could do something, you know, perform in the mid, you know, 20 millions at the U S box office. And, you know, it'd be a profitable picture for us. Um, and then, you know, the, the rest of the cast filled out. We were very happy with it. You know, we saw the movie was filmed in New York. We had a chance to see some of the, you know, production come together. Um, and, um, yeah, we saw first cut of the film in the spring of 2014 and realized that um, there probably was something to it and probably was going to have considerable legs. And then, you know, got into the premiere at the Venice Film Festival and, you know, um, you know, did well throughout the fall awards campaign. And, you know, Fox did a big Oscar campaign for it. And, um, you know, we felt like I had a chance, but, you know, it was very shocked you know, in the Oscars in, you know, 2015 would end up, you know, winning, you know, four Academy Awards, including Best Picture. I mean, that's kind of a something that, you know, obviously is, you know, about as good as you can get and hard to replicate. So it, uh, that certainly was a surprise. Right. Um, and, yeah. And then, and then on the other side, you know, there's a number of films that I could point to, um, that, uh, you know, that, uh, overperformed or sorry, sorry, uh, the underperformed, uh, you know, kind of expectation. Um, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Um, I don't mean to put you in a box. I'm just, it's, it's, it's always, in, but I'll, I'll tell you why though. It's, it, it's interesting though, because, you know, at any time one talks about certainly film with 2020 hindsight, you just, you never know which ones are going to be the winners and which ones are going to be the losers. So it's always just cool to hear about the thinking going into a film from either perspective, really. I think, I think, I think if I had to point to one, I would say Child 44. I mean, Child 44 was, uh, you know, a film we co-financed with Lionsgate. You know, a couple of the senior executives at the company, and it was a project that they were very passionate about. Um, you know, it came from, a, you know, a highly acclaimed, you know, book. Um, you know, had an incredible director, Daniel Espinosa, that had had, you know, previous success. You know, a great producer on board, Ridley Scott. Um you know, had a good cast, had really all of the pieces that you would need to make a, you know, uh, you know, a hit movie and, you know, really underperformed. I think picture was done for about $50 million. And, you know, obviously, you know, you're able to hedge risk through tax credits and pre-sales and, and, and whatnot. But the film only did about a million dollars at the U.S. box office. So that that obviously was it was a disappointment. So I mean, all of these, I mean, all these experiences that you've had, uh, of which, I mean, there's there's so many and you've been in the business for so long why now the shift to i guess blockchain technology and you know where you want to go with your business and i i I think what we should probably do just to start is just explain what the technology is and what you're doing so maybe could you actually just take a moment and explain that like I, i i guess in his 
simple a format as possible because I genuinely want to understand exactly what it is that you see in this technology because there's lots of people out there right now that at least I can see from reading the trades that kind of want to do the same sort of thing. I'm not sure if anybody yet understands what that is. So I'm trying to get even some clarity for myself to understand, okay, what is this thing? What is the opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm probably not even the best person to, you know, to, to tell you about that. I mean, I've always throughout my career kind of, you know, partnering with people that I felt, you know, could, you know, elevate what I was doing and, and bring it to the next level. And when we started MovieCoin, you know, I wasn't a technologist, but just by kind of looking at, you know, what was going on with this, you know, blockchain technology and, you know, what was going on with the, the fund flows in terms of, you know, a tremendous amount of new capital going into the asset class, I kind of realized that there was something here and, you know, better get, you know, out in front of it before it's too late. But that being said, like, you know, I, I wasn't a technologist, so I really didn't know, you know, where to begin. So I started, you know, talking to people that I knew in Silicon Valley and talking to people that I knew in New York and talking to people that I knew really everywhere. And eventually I was introduced to a guy by the name of Igor Kemmel, who is a, you know, founder and a thought leader of, you know, the blockchain space. He's a CEO of a company called BankX, which is one of the world's uh, leading fintech companies. And met with Igor kind of explained what we were doing. His whole business is built around, you know, tokenization and bringing illiquid assets onto the blockchain. And he quickly understood what we were doing and wanted to be a part of us. So he agreed to be our technology partner. And, um, you know, he had raised about $70 million in his token sale for BankX in 2017. So he decided to be not only our technology partner, but to be the company's Series A investor. So he invested um, a considerable amount of money into the company to get the uh, technology built infrastructure and you know, everything to you know go to market with uh, with MovieCoin. And so, when you say go to market, what does that mm -hmm. actually mean? When you are you like going? When you say go, are you talking about going to market as in like the institutional world, like you're going to raise money outside of like anything related to Hollywood? You're just going into the actual capital markets to raise money, or am I yeah, really something? begin to yeah. to commercialize the technology. I mean, I think the best. Um, the, just to give you um, the best example of what we're doing is we are launching um, what's going to be called the MovieCoin Smart Fund, and it's going to be a $250 million equity placement. Um, we'll then put another $250 million of debt on top of it. So it'll be a $500 million fund, which will be used to go out and finance a slate of approximately 60 major motion pictures over the first six years of its life cycle. So it's about 10 movies a year. All the films will be in the, you know, 15 to $65 million budget range. All the films will have A-list cast, studio distribution. And what's unique about this and why it's not just another film fund and why this is going to, you know, probably change Hollywood, hopefully for the better, is the fact that when you're financing movies, there's really three major um, shortcomings. First of all, it's access. Um, unless you're a Hollywood insider, you don't really ever have the opportunity to participate in the financing of major motion pictures. If you're a high net worth investor in Japan or a high net worth, net worth investor in South Africa or wherever you may be, you can't just call your broker and say, I want to buy shares of Tom Cruise's new movie. You really don't have a way of participating in the financing of movies. And you know, investing or donating on a Kickstarter campaign doesn't really count. So for the first time ever, um, investors all over the world will be able to 
participate in the financing of movies by buying MSF tokens or movie coin smart fund tokens. And um, that will give investors or accredited investors throughout the world a vehicle to um, buy and sell participation um, in portfolios or individual pictures in time. Um, second, the second major thing is the fact that when you invest in a movie currently, it's incredibly illiquid. Um, if you invest in a single picture, you're locked up for probably three years or more. If you invest in a slate of movies, you're locked up for a decade. Our MSF tokens will trade freely at security token exchanges all throughout the world. So investors can buy and sell them and have almost instant liquidity. So you're not going to be subject to incredibly long lockup periods of time. And our our thought is that we'll introduce an entirely new class of investors to the space because they're not going to be subject to you know huge levels of illiquidity. And then the third thing that our MSF tokens do is provide transparency. Hollywood is known as kind of a black box in terms of um, accounting. That's where the Hollywood accounting term came from. You really don't really know exactly how your money is being spent or how it's being collected, and the returns are, you know, are, are not always, you know, 100% accurate. Um, and blockchain technology lends itself to greater transparency. Um, I like how you um, say so that, by the way, not 100% accurate. <laughs> you kind of gloss over that, but like <laughs> the, the the swaths of the industry have been taken out by by that phrase right there. Not entirely accurate all the time. Well, even if it's not, you know, even if it's not, uh, you know, if I mean, it, a lot of it's not, you know, done in a malicious manner. It's just how things have been done for so long. You know, there's lots of, you know, costs that are put into, you know, overhead and, you know, P&A spends and, you know, high distribution fees and all types of things that, you know, can negatively impact investor returns. So it doesn't mean something's doing something wrong. It's just maybe there's a more efficient way of doing it. And, um, that's what blockchain technology will enable. It'll enable, you know, a greater sense of investor trust because you can see how your money's being spent and collected. So who are the investors that you ideally see? Are we talking about the day-to-day kind of, uh, working class person who has extra money that they want to invest? Is it just banks, institutions? Is it anybody who's interested in being involved and if, and from what I'm understanding, you're really investing in a company that has effectively invested in the slate. So even though you're buying these coins, from what you're saying, you're effectively investing in a slate of 60 upcoming projects. Even though you don't know what that is, you just movies are going to come out, and you've got this currency that I, I gather can be traded back and forth, from what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, initially the coins will represent ownership interest in the initial slate of pictures, but in time, you know, it's our intention to issue, you know, tokens for, you know, multiple slates of pictures, you know, portfolios of, you know, genre films, maybe, you know, a director comes out with a slate of 10 or 12, you know, horror films, you could own a percentage of that, you know, in time, there would be a world in which, you know, an A-list actor wants to, you know, finance a, a franchise picture and they could do it, you know, via the sale of tokens. So even though it's a slate we're starting with in time, it could really be, it's an infinitely divisible number of things that it could be. It could represent. It could represent single pictures, portfolios of genre films, slates of movies, anything. Um, that's really interesting. It, actually, I hadn't thought of it like that. But that's sorry. That's that's really cool. Go go on. Yeah, and the, the types of investors that we're going after are, um, you know, institutional investors, but also high net worth investors as well. I mean, this is probably not a product that uh, is right for you know the every average 
you know, average investor. It is subject, you know, in the U.S. to, you know, uh, you know, Reg D, Reg S, which are, you know, you have to be accredited to participate in that. Um, so, I mean, but it is, it is a product that, you know, we feel will be much more um, open to the masses as opposed to the current state of uh, motion picture and media finance. So what is your sort of worldview then on how this will effectively change and what changes do you see as a result of this coming over the next uh, two to five years? I mean, what, I mean, do, do you think this will substantively change the Hollywood model? I mean, the Hollywood model has been so entrenched for so long. I mean, major change sort of happens slowly and then all at once, right? So is this the next wave that you see? Like, and when, and when it does happen, which inevitably it will probably in some fashion, uh, you know, what do you see is actually happening to the, the industry? I mean, I think it can totally disrupt Hollywood. I think MovieCoin could do for motion picture finance what Netflix and Amazon did for motion picture distribution. There was a very interesting article that came out in late December, and investor, uh, Investors Business Weekly talked about how 2019 was going to be the year that blockchain and digital security tokens really begin to disrupt the stock market and could eventually you know, become bigger than the stock market. And I think that will happen with digital securities, whether they're, you know, in Hollywood or outside of Hollywood. I think this is, you know, in Hollywood, certainly, I think this will be the the way in which many movies get financed in the future. It's it's more efficient. You can access a broader base of investors. You have liquidity. And, you know, there's, you know, there's transparency, which I think is something that all investors want. So I think, you know, if we're right, this could be the biggest wave of capital to come into Hollywood in the last 10 or 15 years. And I'm assuming you're not the only guys in town doing this. How much competition do you see out there if in this uh, in this space right now? Doing exactly what we're doing, there's nobody else. Um, we have a major head start on everybody else. Um, and, you know, look, it's our hope that maybe we have such a head start that uh, it makes more sense for others just to license our platform as opposed to recreate it. And oh, that's... Uh... Well said. Okay, <laughs> so I, I'm assuming that that your, I mean, because every every structure such as the one that you're describing, it seems to me like the the specific role that you that, and again, I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm just trying to parse out a little bit here from 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 what you're saying. It sounds to me like the role that you're playing is you're helping this platform bring access. To Hollywood, because this platform sounds like it's nothing. Not that I'm sorry. This platform to me sounds like another form of third-party investment. Like you say, it could be a high net worth, the equivalent of a high net worth individual living wherever, without the access to Hollywood. It's just money that has no access. You can't get into finance, as you mentioned before, the Tom Cruise picture. So, am I correct in I guess extrapolating that? you're the connection between the platform and Hollywood? Um, yeah, I mean, look, essentially, uh, the movie coin platform becomes kind of like a decentralized studio. It's basically a way for uh, investors all over the world to participate in the financing of major motion pictures. Um, you know, so I think movie coin becomes kind of like a decentralized studio that can raise kind of a, um, you know, uh, an unlimited amount of capital. 
in a more efficient way, in a more transparent way than it's ever been done before. But the studio has to operate. Like there has to be there. I mean, if if this is a studio, I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to understand kind of like the the pieces here. If this is a studio or a financing company, I guess the closest example of it might be like something like I don't know uh, the Fizz or something along those lines. Another equity based company uh, or or debt based company, whatever it may be. They still need to have access to product. Like so, the how does so 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 MovieCoin is money financing coming into the business from the way you've described. How does it get its projects? Um, we're going to be partnering with um, at least one major studio, if not two, that we're already in advanced discussions with, as well as you know a number of other you know aggregators of projects. Um, so it's not our intention to develop projects uh, or really to have much of a creative um much of a creative team for that matter. Uh, MovieCoin, we've much more of a financing vehicle, you know, uh, aggregator of capital than deploying that into studio level projects. And so let's say, just for example, Project X comes to the market. Is MovieCoin, do you have some kind of uh, thought right now about how much money? And I'm, I'm going to just refer, I mean, so like, do you actually consider MovieCoin a quote unquote new form of studio? I just want to understand like what. What is it to you? Because is it if it's a studio, then it's invest or then it's investing a certain amount of money, but no more, no less. Like there's some structure that it's that it's piecing into. So it's it's fulfilling part of the financing for a third party production. Yeah, I mean, initially we we intend for it to, you know, MovieCoin, the capital that we you know raise via the sale of MSF tokens, would go into um, the the equity. Uh, in a slate of motion pictures, then the debt that we raise on top would be used to finance the the debt. Um, so, MovieCoin, the you know the the sale of the NSF tokens would be used to replace you know a traditional equity investor in a picture, and then the debt would come from you know relatively the same source of capital, you know um, financial services company, hedge fund, something like that. Um, so, you know, MovieCoin, you know, I think is a new. It's a form of a new studio, but it is, it's not competition for the existing studios. It's very much, um, you know, used to, it, it, it's, it's, it'll be a tool for, you know, all the major studios to access, you know, new forms of investors and um, all new levels of capital. And I think that there's all types of, you know, cost savings that can come from that as well, because, you know, when you have investors, you know, potentially thousands and, you know, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of investors participating in the financing of movies, that's also, you know, a built in, uh, you know, fan base for that movie. Um, so, you know, you're not going to need to spend as much PA capital, you know, on the release and do as much targeted marketing because if someone is invested in the movie, they're obviously going to go see it. So there's lots of things, efficiencies that we see, um, you know, the traditional Hollywood model being able to. Uh, you know, benefit from MovieCoin. And so just in terms of the exposure to the investors, so if it's plugging in on either debt or equity into the uh, production of a film, do you guys have some kind of, uh, I mean, because really it's banking on, I guess, the experience that you and that others have had in the business in order to protect investor money. So what what is the prism through which you see the investment of MovieCoin uh, as being either? I mean, if it's if it's part of a slate or if it's on an individual level. I mean, I I, I suppose 
it's a little bit, and I recognize it's a little bit of how long is a piece of string kind of question, but at the same token, you, you're, you're the guardians of somebody's investment, and that investment needs to be protected the same way any other equity investor who is investing in a film would want their investment protected. How do you go about that? that and the responsibility that MovieCoin has to its investors uh, as an equity participant. Sure. I mean, I think... Um you know, in addition to myself, you know, we're going to be, uh, we, you know, we have an existing team of, you know, highly experienced, you know, media and Hollywood executives. And we'll be adding to that, um, you know, as we prepare to launch um, this year. Um, you know, we have a, a rigorous due diligence process. We have a green light committee. Um, we've been doing this long enough where, you know, we kind of know which films we want to target, which films we think have the best risk reward profiles. As I said earlier, we'll be focused on films in the, you know, 15 to $65 million budget range. Um you know, all the films that we finance will have, you know, A-list cast, top-tier director, established and seasoned producers, you know, studio distribution before the green light, which is a, you know, major obstacle for many films that are financed outside of the studio system, you know, attaining quality distribution. Um, that's something that we'll solve for before, you know, we invest any money. Um, and then, you know, we have internal models that, you know, we're, you know, we're looking to optimize foreign pre-sales, international tax incentives, and, you know, other hedges to make sure that, you uh, you know, a film, uh, if it performs, you know, well under, um, you know, target, we're still not going to be hurt that much. And so what are you looking forward to most in the next, like the next in 2019, where is the, where is the, the majority of your efforts going right now in the immediate future? I mean, I think that we're very excited about where we are with MovieCoin. I feel like we're kind of on the, you know, the five yard line, um, you know, 2018 proved to be a, a tough year when we launched. Um, the company actually founded in 2017, but we kind of more formally launched in 2018 just because of the broader sell-off in the, you know, cryptocurrency market with Bitcoin, Ether, um, and every other major, you know, altcoin being down substantial throughout the year. So, you know, a lot of, in, you know, investor sentiment and mass consumer adoption slowed. Um, but we're hoping in 2019 that that will be in the shift. Um you know, I think that, you know, a lot of the, you know, you know, a lot of the real thought leaders in the space are very optimistic about where, you know, digital currencies are going, you know, more regulation in the market seems to be a good thing. It's going to clean out a lot of the, you know, you know, the projects that didn't have, you know, investors best interests, you know, at heart. And, um, you know, we think the economy is good and the market seems to be getting the year off to a good start. So we think that, you know, all everything we need for a favorable 2019 is in place. And um, we think this is going to be a, a great year for MovieCoin. This is basically, a, the, the coin itself is, is a, a tradable stock. Is, 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 that, is, is that right? That's exactly right. I mean, there's been examples of things done like this before, like the Silver Screen Partners um, was a publicly traded, you know, partnership on Wall Street, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, so it's not something that has never been done before, but it hasn't been done recently. But what's different about this is it's blockchain based and they're digital security tokens. So that's more of a, you know, of a much more, you know, modern uh, forward looking spin on it. And, you know, the adoption, or, you know, the reception that we've had from the market and from investors has been, you know, really tremendous. The, as I said, the, the biggest challenge for us thus far has been on the timing because you know last year was uh, you know a challenging year but we think going into 2019 a lot of those obstacles are going to be removed and you know it's going to be very smooth sailing do you ever get to go to set yourself or are you always sitting behind uh 
a spreadsheet fig- <laughs> figuring this stuff out or taking the meetings with the with the executives are you a are you a sec guy or are you an like you know in the office kind of guy uh, i'm over there in the office kind of guy i mean i obviously i've i've, I've been to you know um, most of the films that we've you know been involved in financing and producing we've you know visited set and you know sometimes we've done events where you know um you know we've wanted investors to you know meet key cast or things like that but um you know for the most part uh you know i'm uh i'm in the office i mean i'm i'm in the finance end of the business much more than the creative end of the business in fact i'm not i'm not in the creative business at all what do you love most about the uh, the, the the film business as it were I, 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 and and this, this this business in general you know look i've always been a fan of film and um it's an interesting asset class um and when you know when you do your job right you know you can create something that's you know remarkable and that will you know live on for many many years and make money too so it's um you know it's a it's a very interesting business it's something that uh you know everyone likes to talk about you know if you walk down the street you know probably one of the few things that everybody will have an opinion on is what their favorite movie is so you know it's just a it's a fun business to be in so do you actually see i mean right now when this thing launches and when 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 will it launch what what is the expected launch date for it uh we're expecting kind of end of first quarter beginning of second quarter okay so it really is right around the corner and then so when it launches what's what's the first thing that you expect to happen after it launches so the thing goes goes live the currency can be traded what what are you what are you hoping happens sort of day one because is this is this akin to you know like an, an, an IPO on the stock market like w- what does that first day look like for you you know I don't think it's anywhere near probably as exciting as an IPO um, you know I think um, you know we're hoping the movie coin the parent company you know can do an IPO in the next you know 12 24 months that's something that we're obviously aiming for but in terms of launching the the smart fund and you know what day one would look like is you know beginning to deploy capital um you know i don't think that our tokens are going to at least they shouldn't trade with wild speculation because you know they're based on real underlying assets that's going to be a key differentiator between where the digital currency market is today as opposed to where it was you know two or three years ago a lot of that wild speculation in 2016 2017 you know probably shouldn't come back at least with you know real digital securities because they're backed by underlying assets so we expect, you know, our security token to kind of trade in line with, you know, the perceived market value of where these films are um, as they go through production and into, you know, eventual, um, you know, the life cycle of distribution when they're generating revenue. So is there like a prospectus then uh, similar to, so if, if one were to have, I guess the easiest comparison for me would be uh, a mutual fund. Right, so you would be able to, you know, download the mutual fund and say, "Oh, okay, I'm investing in these films, or the money's being allocated towards these films, or this slate, or these directors." So, is there the equivalent version of, of that for movie? Yeah, there'll be an offering memorandum for investors to review, without question. Oh, okay. So they're actually so it's not just so you you that and that offering memorandum is that part of the the platform so you do have to be an accredited investor i guess in the united is, is this only u.s is this u.s only by the way or is this no it's investors all over the world can participate and that offering memorandum will that be made available on your website for example for anybody to download and look at and see what because this is really interesting to me that these that what you said there that these coins are backed by an asset i mean that 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 is a that I mean that's huge 
it, it's fundamentally different than yeah all the wild speculation that we one had in the coins as we were seeing in again yeah 2016 2017 so being able to look at that understanding the asset class what's backing it that to me is i mean that's a that's a massive thing that that's that's not a small thing that that's a huge thing yeah that's that's kind of where we're going with all this you know trying to you know legitimize it and bringing it bring it into the you know forefront so it can be you know adopted by the masses that's kind of the, the next step that we see with all of this. So when it launches, it will launch with an offering me- memorandum that will be available to accredited investors that they can down, you know, look at. I don't know whether that'll be online or whether they have to get in touch with MovieCoin directly or the platform. Or I, I don't. What 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 will that look like? I mean, on a practical level. You know, initially, um, it's being offered through two major investment banks. Um, that are handling the distribution of the uh, smart fund. Um, the tokens will begin to trade um, thereafter in the secondary market. So obviously everyone that's participating in the initial financing will be furnished with an offering memorandum. Once the tokens begin to trade, the offering memorandum would need to be you know, furbished in a, or furnished in a, in, a, in a different manner. Uh, I'm not sure if that would be on a dashboard or website or you know, done you know, privately through the mail or what whatnot. But um, you know, we do have a... Um, you know, a number of firms that are, you know, on board, they're going to be handling all that for us. And, you know, let's obviously use, you know, best practices to make sure everything is compliant. Right. So, I mean, just when, when you when you really step back and take a look at, at this thing, as, as it were, this is a huge event. This is a, this is, this is not, you know, this is backed by major players involving huge studios, uh, effectively a version of an IPO with, you know, institutions to start uh, with, large capital going in at the beginning. So th- this is a this this isn't a small shift. This is a from what it sounds like a really big thing that you're doing right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, we think this will be a monumental shift in Hollywood and <clears throat> you know, broader speaking, you know, this is the way that we see the you know, digital securities markets going. Um you know, we're not the first people we're not the only people doing this, obviously. We're the, we're the only people doing it in Hollywood, but this is a trend that you know I think we're going to see in 2019 and in many other industries. So I guess you already have an idea. Not that I, I'm, I'm sure you can't disclose it now, but I, but just uh, I'm sure you have an idea of the kinds of films that will be coming down the pipeline in 2019. Are you are you are you already starting to think about okay, this is going to be the films that are going to be on our initial slate? I mean, I think the films that you know will be financing are. You know, at least initially, there's going to be, you know, an awful lot of studio films because we're going to be partnering with, um, you know, one or more studios doing, you know, essentially, you know, major financing deals. Um, So we'll be financing, you know, a portion of their slates for, you know, a a number of years. So, you know, initially, a lot of the films will be, you know, studio quality pictures. Um, But in time, you know, that'll broaden out. I mean, there could be a world in which, as I said earlier, we start financing portfolios or genre films or we start doing single pictures for you know major actors or there's a world in which we start issuing tokens for you know um independent films that are you know um you know of high cal high caliber and very commercial so I mean, where we can go with movie coin and the token issuance is really um it's it, it's it's kind of never-ending it's 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 the way that we see finance going in the future and you know we think that um you know, the next couple of years are going to be exciting because it's going to it's going to change a lot of what people have you know always known to be the norm. 
these films, a lot of the films that you were involved with previously, it would seem that those are the same kinds of films that you're trying to do right now with MovieCoin. Those not the massively high-budgeted films, but the stuff that studios are more risk-averse to, but that you still feel have a market. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, the films that will finance are, at least initially, are in that 15 to $65 million budget range. That's something that you've been focused on for at least the last, you know, four or five years. And, you know, we feel there's a there's a, a real market there. Is, is is that how American Made sort of came to you when you were when you were involved in that in that project? Because that seems to me like that film just sort of like appeared out of no out of nowhere. You know that film was actually part of um, a portfolio of other pictures that we were involved in uh, providing financing for, and uh, I think that film had you know been at Universal in development for a while, and um, you know Tom Cruise was attached, and you know it, you know became a you know, financeable project and, you know, we participated in it and, uh, turned out quite well. So, um, you know, those are the kind of films. I mean, I think black mass is another one, you know, Hacksaw Ridge, um, you know, Snowden, um, you know, those are all films that I think will be very emblematic of the kind of films we're going to be producing in the next few years. Well, I, Chris, I, I, I got to hand it to you, man. Like th- this is, um, it's quite the thing that you're doing here with movie coin. I, I, I wish you, you know, all the success. I can't wait to see, what this actually practically looks like, you know, in a year from now and the kinds of films that MovieCoin's been involved in. If, if anything, I actually kind of want to have this conversation again in a year <laughs> just to see, okay, what did this actually look like? What films have you guys been involved with? What was, you know, uh, the, the, the process of, of bringing and trading money? I mean, all the questions that I really want to ask are the questions that, um, or that I'm excited to ask are those questions that, uh, I think, you know, we'll only know a year from now. Yeah, well, let's talk again uh, anytime. I mean, so if you want to do a follow-up uh, in a few months or a year, we're happy to do that. Yeah, so when, when, what, is your, what is your precise launch date, just, just, just out of curiosity? Uh, right? or I, guess it's I mean, long- there's not really a precise. It's essentially late first quarter, early second quarter. Um, you know, we're, as I mentioned, um, you know, we've got a, a very large um, investment bank in Asia, and, um, you know, we've, we've been taking a number of trips to Asia, to India, to Mumbai, um, and uh, we need to make a few more trips um, in the early part of 2019 uh, to get everything closed up. But, you know, we're, we're projecting late first quarter, early second quarter. Um, you know, I actually just got back from Asia. I spent about two months in Asia. So we've been traveling pretty extensively. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, again, I wish you the best of luck. Any, any last, uh, for people who are listening to this, if they want to go somewhere and learn more about MovieCoin, uh, where would you direct them? Uh, it's our website, movie.io is our website. And, um, you know, we're constantly making updates to it. Um, and it's a really good overview of what we're doing. And, um, like I said, let's definitely plan to speak in the, you know, in the future, a few months or a year from now, and happy to talk about, uh, everything that happens between now and then. Thank you, Chris. Well, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen uh, to this pod. If you're enjoying it, please hit like wherever you are listening. Uh, it uh, makes a huge difference. Leave a comment on Apple if uh, if that's where you're listening to this as well. Very much appreciated. Just helps other people find the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Craft Truck. You can email me Jesse at Craft Truck if you have any questions, things you want us to explore, talk about more on the show. Uh, would love to get your input with respect to any questions, things that you want us 
to be doing on the show here 2019. So I hope you've had a great start to 2019 and here's to a great year. Talk to you soon, everybody.